Welcome to this second episode of Exploring Innovation. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with useful methods, models, and tools to enhance your innovation skills and give you the possibility to help your organization tackle the challenges of today and tomorrow. This is a podcast for all of you working in large organizations, struggling with making innovation happen. How can you drive innovation in a world stuck in the industrial paradigm where fear of failure and the need to measure and prove everything in advance are the key drivers? This is the perspective we will take. My name is Tobias Eklund, and I will do my best to host this show. I have, before joining Hello Future, which is the company behind this podcast, worked and been frustrated in large international organizations, and would try to keep that perspective to therefore try to take your perspective while interviewing our guests. So the ambition of this, this episode is to help us all define what innovation actually is in comparison to the concepts of inventions and ideas. And I thought this would be a good way to kick off a podcast series about invention so that we all have the same um, idea of what invention is. To help me do this, I've invited my colleague Leif. Hi Leif, welcome to Exploring Innovation. Hello Tobias, thank you for, for having me. So uh, give us a brief introduction of who Leif is. Absolutely. Um, I my, my day job is uh, as CEO of Hello Future and I'm also one of the uh, original founders. I, I've been on this journey for now uh, over 12 years that we have worked on, on innovation projects. So starting out with in uh, 2010, it was mostly about digital innovation back then. It, there was a, at least we had a like a clear distinction of that it was digital innovation that we were doing. Uh, and then more on to digital transformation a couple of years later, and then back to just innovation as our kind of context for what we're doing. So it feels like um, e either we have <laughs> matured into feeling as com feeling comfortable with, with just doing innovation and not just digital innovation or maybe I think also the world has has caught up and, and seen that those are not really separate things it's just it's just innovation it doesn't really matter what the outcome is yeah today a lot of the outcome is of course digital yeah so let's start off with with, with these words idea invention and innovation um, how would you define them in any which way you any any order you would you would prefer? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it can be a bit confusing for sure. And I think inventions, if we, if we start there, because I think a lot of people think inventions uh, when we're actually talking about innovation. But an an invention very often comes from um, like R and D initiatives uh, and it's always an invention is always something completely new uh, there can basically only be one invention there can't be many inventions of the same thing there only one can be first and you often protect an invention with a patent so yeah. if you're doing r&d activities and the results are usually something technical that you can patent that's an invention. 
so it, it kind of comes from from the supply side uh, of thinking it, it's not really there to to create the market or or to make money that's not where it comes from it comes from a need of like having an idea solving a problem um, and it doesn't really give you any any clue about if people are actually going to use this so that's the distinction when we we get over to innovation because innovation is something new or significantly improved in an organization and it can be a product a service uh, process uh, new method way of working um, that creates value so so uh, innovation needs to create value for for the people we are are doing it for um, so a lot of times innovation involves using inventions but very very often or almost all the time we haven't done the inventions but we can do the innovation so for instance if we create um, say a, a digital service that uses smartphones and it uses the internet and it uses a lot of technology that other organizations or people have patented and built um, but we can use that in our organization to create innovation and innovation happens uh, only when when a, a market or or at least people groups of people have found it useful and and it's, it creates value for them it, it can be monetary value or social value it, it can be different types of value but it but it creates some sort of value so it, it's more of a market driven or or a, um, it, it's another dynamic than than the supply side <laughs> thing of invention so that's the that's the difference between them and and it's not like one is better than the other or something it's just very different and um if we look at i think i think this knowing the difference is super important uh, when it comes to for instance how to set up um financing um within countries and things like that tax uh, returns and things like that there are a lot of incentives around invention or r&d activities uh, so you can get tax reliefs for r&d um, work but there from what i know there there is no no such thing in place for innovation uh, which actually creates like more value at least in the short term for, for a society. Mm. So maybe we should have tax reliefs for innovation instead of invention and R&D activities. But how, how, could you, how could you measure that in the same you, way? I mean, an invention, when you get a patent, it's very clear yeah. that you, you have made an invention. Yeah. But as you say, I mean, innovation, if, if, if the, the key KPI is the amount of value you create, uh, and it can be the value could be anything from happy customers to mm. you know, saving loads of money on in your supply chain. Yeah, uh, it's it's much much more difficult to to measure. It it could it could be if you if you measure those things. But if we look at how R and D uh, expenditures are measured today, they are based on um, activities that are deemed R&D and how much time that, that has been 
put into those activities. So we could do the same for innovation. We could say that these are the types of activities that we feel are innovation activities. And so if you put time into these types of activities and you have these types of um, uh, like titles of your employees, that will go into an, an innovation um, tax relief. So it could be done but exactly how it's done today, just just uh, having different activities and, and different um, roles um, to to make it up. So yes, I, I'm, I'm sure it, it could work. But could, I, could, and could I, the reason, yeah, I, I think there's there's probably I think confusion here about what innovation and invention is. I, I think most countries probably think that they are supporting innovation by doing this, but they're actually mostly supporting invention and not innovation. This is exactly uh, what the point I was going to make. I mean, uh, my, if, if you analyze what you just described, that, that you know, governments and, and uh, everything measures inventions because mm. maybe an invention is much easier to understand because innovation is really yet to be defined uh, it's not defined in the same in the same way it's, it's not as clear what innovation is um, so so i mean if we if we really focus on the word innovation yeah. uh, what what kind of easy definition uh, do you prefer because there are plenty out there if you google on it yeah for sure there there are plenty um, I like to to use the one that that's in the the ISO 56000 standard. Uh, that's that's the one we we mostly use. It's a bit complicated and and long, uh, but at the same time that's that's fine because at least it gives us a, a shared language to use when we talk about uh, about innovation. So I'm I'm going to just pull it up because it's it's hard to remember from. Uh, just from memory, but it, it's the standard says that innovation is the implementation of a new or significantly improved product, goods or service or process, new marketing method or new organizational method in business practices, workplace organization or external relations. But the focus here is on that it can the outcome can be pretty much anything, but it needs to be implemented implemented and it needs to be a new or significantly improved thing that creates value so another way and much easier way of saying that is to create value from ideas uh, which comes from from uh, professor john john besant at the university of exeter um, he's also been in, involved in in creating the the international standard um, and that's I like that way of that's a very good I would say day-to-day -day definition that you can you can rem easily remember and and use inside your organization that it's it's all about creating value from ideas. Um, value from ideas. Yeah, because then we're getting in into the you know what's an idea? Well, an idea is something new. Otherwise, it would be a reality. So if it's an idea, it's something new. Uh, and and innovation was supposed to be something new or significantly improved. So it, it's not something that we already have. It's something that we don't have, but we we aspire to have. So an an idea to create value from that idea, you need to implement it. You need to make something out of the idea. So so that simple statement to create value from ideas actually 
says a lot when you think about it. So I, I like that definition for sure. It does. It's And it says a lot about the concept of ideas. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, I used to, you know, it, when... when um, Digital services were booming. We, we got our smartphones and, and all these new services uh, came to light. Uh, you know, I was so often appro approached by relatives and friends that had these ideas for digital services. Oh, yeah. could we create an app that uh, connects uh, cat owners to, to uh, people that they can take care of them while I'm out traveling? Yeah. Uh, and they were, I mean, some people were even, you know, scared of sharing their ideas. They basically mm. wanted me to write an NDA before sharing their idea with me. Yeah. Uh, and my response was always like, please do share your ideas because your idea is yeah. worth nothing yeah. until it's realized. Uh, exactly. I mean, there, there, are, there are so many, so many ideas out there that are not realized. Yeah, uh, and, and not done. So, so uh, and and people, you know, some people got upset when I said that. You're, you're great idea, but it's <laughs> worth absolutely nothing. Yeah, uh, until until you realized it. Um, mm. So that yeah, that could help us help us um, put in define define the word idea. Then I guess that it's yeah. it's uh, it's just a, it's just a thought of something new but as long as it doesn't have any it doesn't have any value until it's realized and if it's realized and it creates real value then we yeah. have an innovation yes exactly so i mean th there are definitely ideas that can have value in themselves some sort of intellectual property uh if the idea is is advanced enough but but that's not the usual case Mo most ideas are as you said you know very cheap <laughs> yeah. it's, it's easy to come by it and what's usually what makes it an innovation is is how how well it's created and, and brought to life so uh, i think a very very good example of this is all the like music streaming services like spotify and apple music and tidal and all those um the the idea is is kind of i mean probably millions of people had those ideas 15 years ago that wh why don't we have something where you can just listen to every song in the world in your pocket and with you all the time it, it was a kind of a no-brainer <laughs> it, it was easy to to come up with that idea but it was very very hard to make it a reality uh, because you need to build uh, a technical platform that will serve those songs and you also need to to make those songs available through you know distribution deals with with all the major record labels and things like that and artists so rights holders so it, it's very complex to make it a reality but to have that idea is super simple and and that's often the case with with innovation so um, a lot of times it can be innovation can can sometimes look maybe a bit simple when you when you look at the kind of ideas that are generated through something and and often if you follow a, a good method for innovation it can almost there are very few like eureka moments actually it, it's often very um very logic and very like unsurprising all the steps that you take because you you might do some some research in the form of, of interviews with deep interviews with people and you you 
you get some new knowledge about something, you understand the problem uh, much clearer than you did before, and then you come up with some sort of solution from that that, that might not be, you know, it might not be revolutionary, and it's probably involving technology and, and inventions that others have created before. So the step might not be that big. So it, it might look a bit, you know, okay, well, was this it? it? It isn't that creative and it isn't that technically advanced often. It, it can be quite simple, but it can still be super powerful. I, I think one, one example that we often use is um, in, within healthcare. Um, so at least here in Sweden, uh, we have had a whole bunch of, of private companies that have, have um, started competing with the, the public healthcare system uh, by creating app-based um, healthcare. So you just, you know, you log in, uh, you just ask to see a doctor and then you get a, a video call, talk to a doctor and they can help you diagnose what's the problem and, and uh, prescribe uh, medicine that can 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 get the same day at, day at a pharmacy or something. So it, it's very simple, um, and and the whole like the technology behind it is pretty much just a smartphone and the internet. You know, there is nothing technically advanced about the idea, but of course it's it's still hard to do because the the actual innovation behind it and the actual newness is that you need to connect you need to like get a pool of of doctors that are uh, you know willing to to do this via via smartphone via just camera and, and talking to people like a, a video call and you you need to be able to to market that and get people on on the demand side to to kind of get on board and try it so so that is the actual activities that you're that you're doing that makes it an innovation but it, but it's truly uh it, it's super simple from a technical perspective but it's actually pretty groundbreaking when it comes to you know the, the effect it has it is disruptive innovation because it disrupts the healthcare system in sweden yeah yeah it just disrupted the whole um the whole economy behind the healthcare system and, and yeah but, but just to get this clear i mean for example the 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 doctor.se or kry.se which are maybe the biggest two uh, digital healthcare providers or, or spotify uh, also a swedish company are they innovators uh by that definition yes. i mean they, they haven't invented the technology no uh, they're innovators they're but, not inventors but but they are not even they're not also i mean spotify was not the first uh digital music service no uh but they are but, there, but there's yeah by combining by so so i mean the definition of an innovator is that then that they they are the first to really break through and create a mass market for this new way of because i no. mean if you compare to tidal are yeah. they are they innovators yes another um, tidal is another music service uh, yeah the, and that's that might be a bit confusing, but you don't need to be first to to be an innovator and and to create innovation. Innovation can be, as from an organizational perspective, if you are an organization that that does things today and you want to do something new, as soon as you do something that is new to the organization, 
but is realized and creates value for for your customers or users or, or citizens, you're doing innovation. So even though you're not first, you, you, you are very seldom, most innovation is not about being first. It's very, very seldom that someone is first on, on a market. And um, by, by, by saying first, you mean first using that technology to, exactly. to solve this specific problem. Exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so innovation can be either that it's, it's new to our organization. So therefore, for it's, it's innovation work for us. Um, but it can also be new to the world, of course, and, and then we're on to like a higher level of, of innovation that that might even in some cases involve that we have an invention to base it on. And that's why we can be first. Um, but but usually innovation is very commonly the, the activity of bringing something that's it's been existing, but now we have made that through some sort of innovation or idea, we have made it available to a totally new market or a new group of people that didn't have access to this before. That is, I would say, the, the most common type of, of innovation. So, so we, we can maybe deliver something in a new way using new technology that makes it you know, cheaper and more available uh, for a larger number of, of people. Okay, so, so I'm a bit confused here. So, so if General Electric, if they yeah. would, if they would suddenly, well, they're a very diversified company. Let's say um, Peugeot, uh, the French car maker. Mm. Uh, if they would suddenly start delivering a basically a carbon copy of Spotify. Would that, I mean that's that's new for their organization. Yeah, uh, it's it's not a problem they've been solving before. It's not a it's something very completely new for them. Yeah, would that mean that they were being innovators? It it would mean that they would be doing innovation work. Yes, uh, if if the market would perceive them as innovative, that's another story. Uh, that might yeah. not be the case, but. But from from inside the organization, they would be doing innovation because they would be doing something totally new for them. So this is actually one of the one of the reasons why digitalization and digital transformation is so hard, because that it, it usually involves um, a, a pre-internet organization, a, a pre-digital organization trying to now do digital things and maybe deliver their services through through digital um, channels um, which then by definition makes it innovation because they're doing something new with new technology that isn't known to them even though it might be it might not be innovative from a market perspective uh, it's still an innovation activity for the organization yeah. and they need to by that definition, they should use uh, innovation processes and, and innovation tools when they do that work. That will be much easier. Here we, we're maybe getting into <laughs> deep into the, the woods, but, but it's, um, I mean, the, the biggest difference when you start getting into something that's new for your organization is that you have no data about the past. You, you can't base it on and knowledge that you already have you you need to create new knowledge so for instance if if we are 
um, more into business development of something that we already have, there is a there is data, there is a history. Yeah. We have clients we can ask. We we have um, financial numbers. We know how long things take and, and stuff like that. So it's quite easy to to get right into uh, like measuring and counting and and maybe doing an Excel spreadsheet where we can see if we could make this like five minutes faster or if we could uh maybe do this a bit cheaper and get some more clients to do this it it would make us this much more money which is always nice for an organization to know that if if we just do this it will give us 3x on the investment and and that if you can answer those questions you are usually into into more like business development territory but Mm -hmm. as soon as we get into like like often digital projects do if you're delivering something via uh, via digital services that you're into a new business model and and then we we have no data we can't really say you know we can't look at last month or last year and say maybe we can do this a bit better we're into uncharted territory and that's that's when we need uh, the the innovation methods um, where we actually start to maybe we have an idea of what we want to do or we then we can prototype that idea we can test it and we can learn from that and make an even better idea and and loop that it's an uh, iterative process that we can use um, or we could start in the learning phase and do uh, do some research about the the customers and and the problem beforehand before we even start with the idea so it's a different way of working uh, than the business development process and and this i would say is is probably the biggest like confusion <laughs> when starting to do innovation uh, a lot of organizations think that they already do it because they do business development and it is true to some extent because it it can you can also call that innovation that that's kind of the the tricky thing but i would say according to the definitions that are now in the standard the iso 56000 i would not call that innovation because then you need to do something that is new for the organization or at least significantly improved so way way different or totally new for the organization then you're into innovation this is definitely something that we will return to because i mean this is you you've touched the, the whole the whole basis of this podcast yeah. uh the difficulty that what we call traditional organizations you you use the word pre-internet organizations um the difficulty that they have in 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 separating uh, business development and innovation yeah. basically yeah. uh and 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 the what we notice the the uh the the blurriness of these concepts uh within the organizations yeah um so i mean th- this is something we will come back to because because the ambition of this podcast is to to help all of you out there stuck in these well stuck is a negative word but working in these uh organizations to to um understand the context that that uh, you're surrounded with and, and and i use the word industrial paradigm um that that these organizations stuck in where where everything if, if for to have a a, a investment to to free resources hmm. you basically in advance need to prove your business case yeah 
which is per definition impossible when you work with innovation. Yeah, exactly. You so, can you can you can maybe prove that uh, early on at least the only thing pretty much you can prove is is there a, a, a promise here? Is there a big enough market that we could serve with something like this that that makes it worth pursuing? Um, yeah. And and absolutely, in some cases, that there are also within the innovation toolbox, there are some modern, pretty new methods that that are are there to test the the viability of of a business model as well. So we're getting, I would say, in in the innovation community, we're getting better at better at also proving uh, if there is acceptance of of like price to a new service as well. So we are getting better at, but for sure, the the big difference is that the the business you have and the business you know, as long as that is is sound and working well, pretty much anything you put up against that, a new idea that you put up against that existing business will look small and weak. Uh, and and that's what's usually and most definitely the, uncertain. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's what's usually called the innovator's dilemma that everything new looks small, weak and insecure compared to the existing business that generates money. So if you put the same type of, of glasses on and compare them side by side based on that, you will never do anything new. You will just optimize and maybe yeah, streamline the, the current business because that, that makes more sense with, with those glasses on. But if you change the lens and look at how are we best serving uh, the biggest market possible with with our you know based on why we exist then based on our mission and vision then you know the answer could be very very different from what you're doing yeah. today um so so that that's then when that's when you're definitely getting in into the innovation territory interesting um what would you say then to, to start some summing this up uh, what are the risks for an organization uh, and the people ha- having a management that does not really understand the difference between these these three concepts of an idea and an invention and an in, and then innovation mm. um, what are what, what are what are risks with that yeah i think the big risk of confusing invention and innovation might be that you think you would need kind of an R&D department that that would uh, cost uh, insane amounts of money and that you would need to develop new technologies and and patent those and have like lawyers and everything on on board because it it will be super complicated. Uh, If that's your idea of innovation, then I I can understand why you would be hesitant to get into um, into innovation but but that's uh, as as we have discussed that's not innovation that's invention and and it's um, so, so so basically um, one could say that there is a risk of organizations not investing in innovation because they think innovation is invention that yeah. you have to come up with new technical concepts yes uh, and and uh, you know patents and, and so forth yeah okay so 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 that could basically keep organizations from 
working structured in a structured way with innovation yeah exactly they they okay. can yeah. easily think that that's definitely that, a risk yeah it's it's something we see quite often actually that that organization think that's not something for us that's something for you know we let researchers and and others do do things like that so that that's one one confusion um but another risk is that you you might understand what innovation is and you want to start doing it and what we see is pretty common is that you start with the ideas because as we discussed ideas are are cheap it's easy to come up with ideas and uh, one thing that that many organizations do is to to get some sort of um, uh, idea management tool uh, and then start putting that in place uh, going out to all the employees starting to ask them what could we you know yeah, what could we do better or what are some new things that we can do and ask very broadly and sometimes get hundreds of, of new ideas into that idea management system. And the problem with that with that is if you really if you have no way of of taking those ideas into becoming innovations, so so by doing value creation basically. So uh, figuring out which ideas are the best ideas, um, which ideas can we turn into concepts, uh, and then how can we prototype those concepts and how can we test them with actual customers or citizens or whatever it is that you're serving, then if you have no way of doing that, um, it's actually, it can, be, it, it can be a bit dangerous doing those big idea campaigns, b b because what you might end up with is a system filled with hundreds of ideas and employees wanting to know what happened with my idea. I think my idea is brilliant, so why is nothing happening? So you, it could yeah. be, uh, it, it can be actually somewhat damaging to the organization and uh, the kind of uh, trust in the organization when it comes to innovation and ideas. Demoralizing. Yeah, it can be a bit demoralizing for employees that, yeah. that you know, I spent this time putting together my, my ideas and sent them into the system. And now uh, I, you know, I into don't know. a black hole. <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> what's happening. Uh, so we we often, when we start working with, with clients, we, we often say that, you know, that that's not where you should start, actually. If, if you have, I mean, most have something in place. Most are doing at least something in, in, in some way. But it's actually, often it's better to start at the top, which, which sounds a, a bit weird because mostly you're used to having consultancies saying that you should start like, uh, you know, bottoms up and, and things like that. But it's actually good to start at, at, at the top as high as possible, maybe with the board or the leadership team or something that they start figuring out where are we heading, you know, in, in this new world, what will be, how do we create value for our customers or citizens in in seven or eight years time and what does that look like if you can if you can answer that question uh, then you have somewhere to focus your innovation initiatives so that's usually a very good way way of starting yeah you make basically a funnel 
yeah or, or some yeah we, we need ideas pointing in that direction exactly we, which makes it much easier than to to do like the the business intelligence gathering of what's going on in the world because you don't have to look at every technology uh, possible in the world you, you only need to look at you know what's going to get us in in that direction yeah i planned a whole episode on 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 the value uh, of a clear vision yeah it, it's definitely uh, and, and, and something it's, <laughs> something to talk in 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 depth about because it's really important yeah. and and the the why it's important when, when we come back to you know why organizations might struggle with this if they just start with the ideas uh it's almost important if you if you're sitting there with three or four hundred ideas how do you know which ones are good it's really hard to tell so but if you have that kind of direction that that compass from from the leadership team then you have something to assess those ideas from uh, or, or on i should say uh, you you could you could uh, then use that as a filter and see which one of, of of these ideas do we feel are taking us in that direction and and have that as a rough filter and and you will probably filter out like 80 90 percent of those ideas just based on that which is helpful yeah. because i mean you really need to to get down to uh the, the really the best ideas that gives you the best chance of, of yeah, creating a manageable amount of ideas yeah exactly yeah. so so that's something we see pretty common that that you start with the ideas because it's the simplest thing to start with and and then you have no capabilities um, around how to handle those ideas. So you create too many ideas and not valuable ideas in the sense that they're not leading you in the right way. No, which is important since you have a limited amount of resources to to handle the ideas. Exactly. And and, and the biggest problem is often that you you have no way of telling if they are good ideas or not. And and if if you don't know in which direction you're heading, then then it, you know, something that might be a a fantastic idea, but for another organization, you know, because it's not like it's not fulfilling the purpose of our organization, but it can still be a great, you know, business idea. For, for someone else maybe okay so those are two clear risks yeah uh, one one in in not working with innovation because you think innovation is invention yeah. and the resources to start working within invention is they're basically the cost is too high yeah. uh, and then not understanding the un the not so high value of ideas yeah, exactly. unless you have a strategy a vision uh, so that you ensure that the ideas that are generated lead you in the right direction and are valuable enough to work on with innovation methodology, which we will come back to in later episodes and how to do that. Yeah. Is there no, is there anything else you want to add of the you know out of a risk perspective? Uh, out of a risk perspective, well, no, I I think the risks are actually pretty low to start working on innovation and and. Um, so I would rather emphasize that that you innovation is is ba- basically like bringing stuff to market. So it's you you can sometimes absolutely you can think you know way in advance, but but it's it's usually something that can start creating value for an organization 
pretty fast, you know. Maybe not in this quarter or something, but but definitely maybe this same year or the next year, or maybe it's not a fully fledged innovation by then, but but at least it can be, we can launch, we can do something small, start from there, learn and, and grow it. So it it's not, uh, that, and, and that's also part of like the whole modern take on innovation that it's it's a very iterative process and it, it's about looping and even even after you launch something you you still continuously you know innovate on it and and come up with with new new ideas and concepts around that to make it better and better and better to get traction so it's it's actually that there are super super good uh ways of working with innovation today that that makes it uh, suitable for pretty much any size organization um, so it, it's not something that you need to be huge to have like with the, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why you know people shy away from if they think about innovation as invention and R&D you, you basically the, the, the only ones that have done had big R&D departments have been been companies with at least thousands of employees and and yeah, that have been re- really strong financially, and so so maybe you you look at those companies and say that that's you know we could never do that, but you don't need to be that to to do innovation for sure. Yeah, this is definitely something we will come back to in depth in this podcast, uh, both of of uh, more of of uh, how to do it, uh, both out of a leadership perspective, uh, what. What you need to to emphasize on on there and and uh, organizational perspective and and also the the tools you can use. Yeah. So Leif, is there anything else you want to add before we we hang up here? Uh, I mean, there's I I could talk for hours about this. You, yeah, but... you could talk for hours. <laughs> I'm not going to let you do that. But but uh, not not there. But you you will you will definitely come back on the podcast. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, there there are a lot of 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 course concepts that we have maybe you know mentioned or or at least been been close to today that we will for sure go into more depth uh, in in coming episodes of, of the podcast. So uh, so maybe you you've heard some things today that you're excited about and and you know make we, we will get back to those and explain them in in depth but i i would say that the good thing like getting back to what i said that when we started 12 years ago it was more about digital innovation and and today it's more innovation in in a bigger picture sense and and that is because we now we now have that international standard on on innovation that is ISO 56000 uh, that family and it helps a lot to have that that standard so we can we can talk about the same thing we can mean the same thing but it, because if you read innovation literature like going back 50 years you have as you as you mentioned before you have like thousands of of definition what innovation is and you can it's easy to get lost in all those terms like is this um, a disruptive innovation or or is this catch-up innovation or you know all those kinds of words but it, it doesn't really matter from an organizational perspective that's you don't need to care about all those things you just need to care about if we're doing something that is new for us and we're doing it to to kind of create value uh, for for those who we are 
existing to serve, then then you are into the innovation area, and you should you should definitely use innovation tools and methods. And that's pretty much all you need to know to start with, and and then you can start going deeper and deeper into it. But look into the the innovation standard and and see what kind of yeah. um, how how that can help. It, it doesn't tell you this is how to do it, but it it tells you this is the way to think about innovation. These are the things you need to have in place to to have an um you know innovation management system um so it it gives you a lot of clues what to do but maybe not the exact like you know this this is uh, the exact process how to do it it's it's more of a a systematic thing yeah we will have some links and 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 more material to read on on that um on our, on our website, hellofuture.com, where you can find this episode and then, then uh, download or follow follow the links uh, so that, that uh, you can read more. And we'll come back to the, the, the ISO standard uh, more, definitely, yeah. uh, because it, it, is, it, is, uh, it is very good for us working in this field that there is, there is now a clear standard, yeah. uh, which makes everything so much easier. And, and as you said, everyone's using the, the same language. Yeah. Okay, so um, if you thought this discussion has been interesting, be sure to hit that subscribe button in whatever podcast player you are using. And uh, if you have any questions or ideas for the podcast, don't be a stranger and mail me at podcast at hellofuture.com. Um, okay, Leif, thank you very much for this. Um, we've been all over the place. Uh, <laughs> one thing for sure is that we will uh, go down deeper into different ty- types of concepts we mentioned today. Yeah. Uh, but I think we uh, we have we have hopefully a better understanding of the differences between ideas, inventions, and innovations, and also what the risks are if, if to not really understand the difference. Yeah. So uh, thanks for today, everyone. Talk to you soon. Take care and uh, remember to smile at the stranger today. (laughs) Bye-bye.